Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, praise the Lord. We're continuing about faith. Turn with me to James chapter 2. James chapter 2. And we're going to look at uh, verse 14. Okay. This is James 2.14, and it says, what does it profit, my brethren? So he's talking about faith. So it says, what does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say that he has faith and have not works, can faith save him? Now he starts explaining something. If a brother or sister be naked or destitute of food, and one of you say, depart in peace, be warmed and be filled, Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which they are needful to the body, what is a prophet? So he's saying, you say you got faith, but if your faith doesn't have action, what good is your faith? Even though faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Okay? Now look at verse 18. Yea, a man may say thou hast faith, I have works. You show me faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. That's big. He said, Thou believes there's one God, you're doing well. Devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou now, O vain man, faith without works is dead. Gotta have actions. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac up his son on the altar? Ye then how what? Faith wrought with works, and by faith works make faith perfect. So he's saying the actions. Now I want I want you to look at this because I kind of um I, you know me I read it I read it I read it in a message sometimes, and I think it just kind of clarifies. Look at two seventeen. He gets very direct and makes it really clear. James two seventeen Passion Translation, and I like it. He says, "Don't be a phony." So I like this. It's kind of like kind of like um, pulls it in just a little bit easier reading per se. So then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. Now we've said, remember last week we talked about you could mentally agree, but that's, that's just agreeing. Mental agreement is acknowledging, yeah, God's word's true, but I don't know if it's true for me. That's what it's saying. But someone might object, look what it says in 18, and say, one person has faith and another person has works. Go ahead then, and prove to me that you have faith without works, and I will show you faith by my works. And what? Faith by my works as proof that I believe. That's big. That's big. So he's saying, your works are the proof that you have faith. Did you get that? Okay? So your works are your proof that you believe. That's big. So you can say, hey, I believe. Well, where's your action? Until you have action, it's not proof of a belief. You have to have action to prove what you believe. That's big. Okay? So I want you to kind of pull that in. Look at Proverbs 23, 7. Kind of a different angle, but I want you to look at this. 
because uh, y'all know what this one is. It says, I like you to see the scripture and the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And sometimes when we read it, uh, well, not sometimes, all the times when we read it, you know, you see it with your eye, you read it. It was funny. I just had somebody, um, I was talking about the Holy Spirit and I was talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I literally gave them the Champion Within book and it was really wild. They said, I looked up every one of your scriptural evidence. I, I looked up every one of your scriptures and found evidence of every scripture you said about what you said about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And I was like, well, that's good. And they said, yeah. And they said, wow, I've, I've been a Christian um, for a long time. And they said, I, I didn't even know this was available. So I'm like, see, this is why you got to see it with your eye and hear it in your ear. It's very important because it helps solidify faith in your life. Now, what you do, if you don't do nothing with it, that's one thing. But at least faith comes. And this is how it comes by hearing. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that's why am I saying that? Because I want you to understand. You could think, oh, I agree. That's wonderful. But until you see, now watch. As a man thinketh, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith in thee. But his heart is not with thee. Now, what is that? What are you trying to get me to understand? That you can think something and you can actually believe something. That's great. But until you do something, faith has no release. So thinking it, believing it, agreeing with it, that's wonderful. But if you don't release it, it has no works. It's dead. And faith isn't really put to proof until it's released. So... This is big. So releasing what you've already got is what I want to talk to you about today. Okay? This this will help you, and it's a different angle. So now, you know, I just listened to something the other day, and it was phenomenal. Um, really, really good revelation. But the teacher is famous. It, you got to be careful when you're teaching the Word of God that you don't try to prove your point to be right. But you allow the truth to prove your point. Now that's kind of odd, but I want to explain it. Sometimes we get an idea of something like faith. And we have a perception about faith based upon whatever. And then you go to the scriptures trying to validate what you believe. I think, and, and this person was doing it, and they're phenomenal, they're great, I'm not going to tell you who it was, but I knew their angle was like, they were trying to preach faith to prove a point to you and me that one thing was not what they, per se, the body would agree with, okay? So why am I even telling you that? Pastor Chris, just go on, why are you bringing this up? Because what I want you to understand is this, is that sometimes you come to me with these mindsets and you try to unprove the point I'm giving you based upon the word of God. These are not my pet peeve projects that I'm petting them. I'm giving you the truth and the validity of the word of God. So you can look at the word of God and go, okay, I see what you're saying, Pastor Chris. Proverbs 23, 7, I got you. You're saying as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yes, as you think in your heart, so are you. But if you don't know enough, we got problems because knowledge 
if you're void of knowledge in an area or you're rejecting knowledge, we can't change you. So don't come with your, your and I, I don't say this in, a, in an arrogant kind of way. Don't come stuck with your theology. Be open to what I'm teaching you through the word of God and then make a choice. Now you might just say, I don't want to do it. Like I was trying to explain, the guy looked at those scriptures like they're all in there about tongues. Yes, they are. Now, if you decide you don't want to pray in tongues, that's your business. But don't say it ain't there. It's there. So that's the thing I think sometimes that happens. It's like, well, I don't think faith, faith is, I don't think it's that. What do you mean you don't think it's that? He said without releasing faith, it doesn't even, isn't even faith. It has no proof till it's been released. So as I show you that things are in this realm already finished, you, keep, you don't argue with me. You know, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, just take it and let the word of God. You know, I love, people say this all the time. Well, you know, you must study to show yourself approved. Yeah, but this is, this is when we go to school. So now I'm like teaching you math. You know what I mean? Two plus two is four. You want to say it's five? That's your business. But every else in the world is going to tell you, no, that's four. I don't know how we came up with math. I don't know where math came from. Maybe you do. God bless you if you do. I don't really care. All I know is that I use math when I use math. And you're never going to use algebra unless you're something else. So tell all the kids at home, don't worry about it. I've never tried to really use that day in my life. I, I don't even understand algebra, nor do I want to learn algebra. And, it, and if, it, if it came down to me learning algebra, you could forget it. Okay, so here's what's going to get you. The moment me and you made Jesus Christ the Lord of our life, okay, our spiritual atmosphere in our spirit made a complete um, and complete transformation. And the, I would say this, a third of you is perfect. It's amazing how many people don't know this stuff. A, a, literally a third of you became perfect. So then you say, well, what do you mean perfect? Do I sin? You, don't, you, you, you do sin, but you don't, ha you don't have to sin. That's what people don't understand. They're like, oh, no, you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Get the new righteousness book. Let's teach you what the Bible says. Okay? So, our body and our soul is usually impacted by what's happening in, in the earth. Okay? And if you don't understand where this change took place in the spirit, it could be hard to even realize what's going on. So our soul and our body is kind of almost walking through the process even though our spirits become brand new. Yes. Okay? And a lot of times if you're not careful, you'll stay in your soul and your body and you'll find unbelief real quick and it'll really limit what you can do in faith. So you got to be careful that you never allow soul and body, senses, touch, perception. I, I mean, conference conference I preached on faith and confession. You can go back and watch that. The faith stuff I taught Wednesday night, I, 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 I've been prepping it. And then I went back and I, and I, and I preached it. You need to go watch that because I started explaining in there that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith, it's, it's, all, it's all about overriding your senses, overriding your perception. That's what faith is. Now faith is substance. Substance is material, materialization of promises. So when your senses go, how could this be? They have to go to faith to find hope. You know what I mean? We talked about it. Go back and watch it. So Jesus did not leave me and you here in a mess. 
okay? We must maintain what he gave us, okay? So my spirit totally changed, uh, and, and we're really, the moment that happened, we're really have to lose this mentality of this. Well, I am in the process of getting things from God. Well, wait a minute. That's a mentality we use in the church, but everything I ever need in this Christian life is already presently entirety ready. And it's not just in heaven. It's in you, in your spirit. Now that's, that's saying something, man. Internal. In your spirit, everything you need, okay? So, you're born again, spirit-filled, perfection, complete, throughout eternity, okay? You're not getting better in your spirit. You're as good as you're going to get, okay? You're not going to mature in your spirit. You're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to be completed in your spirit. You're not going to clean up your spirit. You're not going to grow in this thing. Your spirit right now is as perfect and mature and complete as Jesus Christ himself. That is the miracle of the new birth. Okay? Now, well, where's the problem? Soul, mind, will, and emotions is a total rejecter, and body is a mess because it's sensual. It feels, you know, like you feel something, like you ever touch something hot? Of course, you go, whoa, right? This is what you, perception, body, your eye gates, your ear gates, you perceive, your scent, your five senses, right? This is, man, a challenge. And everything you fight against, sensually, I mean, everything we did, we were trained like this from going to school. You know what I mean? It was like, hey, you know, and you need your senses. You know, this, your senses tell you, hey, don't go walking in traffic without looking both ways. Remember that? That was a big one, right? You know? After being born again, the rest of our Christian life consistently forever is renew your mind and release what you received. Renew your mind and release it. So it's not like I got to get it. This big I got to get it business is, a, is just wrong. I got to get it. No, no, you already got it. All spiritual blessings, Ephesians 1, 3, in heavenly places in Christ. Christ is in you, Colossians 1, 27. Everything we needed for this earth journey, God put in spirit form inside of you. Now we just have to what? Renew our mind and what? Release through words. As we renew our mind and believe God's word, my soul starts to learn how to agree and basically walks in, in this transparent um, atmosphere internally, let's say, where I'm a non-rejector, I become an acceptor, and the flow starts working better. Um, Basically, this has all transpired in the spirit realm. And when my soul comes into alignment with what it sees in the word of God, the spiritual mirror, what's already in my spirit is released into my soul and in my body. And that's how we experience the benefits of salvation. See, that's why faith, you got to be careful because faith's number one nemesis. And for years, I kind of thought, Faith's number one nemesis was, was fear. It's not. It's rejection. Fear is right along there, but no. Faith's number one nemesis is rejection. Faith comes. 
and then we reject. How's it going to happen? What am I going to do? Where am I going to get this? And instead of being an acceptor of faith, we're rejectors of faith. And therefore, we can never get to releasing faith because we haven't accepted faith. Because we've rejected faith. Now, do I believe fear is connected to that? Yes. We would say, well, if you're in faith, the reciprocal of faith is fear. I totally believe that. But I think, fear, I think fear is not its number one enemy. I believe rejection, over the years preaching this, hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, rejection is the number one enemy of faith. No doubt in my mind. Because faith comes as soon as you hear. But then what do we do? Where am I going to get a million bucks? I don't see how he can meet all my needs according to his riches and glory. I don't know how this can happen. And instead of releasing that, we reject it. And here's the good news. We might have been a rejector for 30 years, 20 projects. Simple. All you got to do is hear again to get faith to come and we can fix this. I don't want to stay there. I don't want to harp on that, but I want you to understand that. So I got to be careful. I'm fighting rejection. Okay. Now I don't mean rejection like, oh, your neighbor doesn't like you kind of rejection. I'm talking about rejection of truth. You hear it. Oh, you could be healed. Doctor said, I'm going to die. How in the heaven is this going to work? See what I mean? Don't be a rejector. Okay. This truth, I'm telling you, man, change your life. Okay. Now, this is what I want you to see. Um, God and everything he promised to you is totally real. You just can't see it. It's in a different realm. So let's just say we, we, talk, we call it, um, I don't need, I don't, I, I really want to get away from heaven because I think everybody, every time I say heaven, I think everybody goes like this and it bothers me because I, let's just say for lack of, you know, better terminology, there's a, a God realm and an earth realm. Okay. So the God realm, the glory, let's call it the glory. Because he said, and the, the earth and the fullness thereof. And the glory of God filled the earth. What do you mean filled the earth? So let's just say God's presence filled the earth. So let's just say the earth was like a balloon. Obviously the earth's a sphere, right? When God blew that balloon, you ever blow a balloon up? Like, you know, maybe you got a beach ball, you know what I mean? And you blow it up. The earth was here and he blew it up. He put the glory in that thing. So the glory of God is all around. Okay, the glory is here. So God knew, right, everything he promised was true in here, okay? Now, this is where Christians come from. I'm trying to get God to do something for me. I understand the terminology, but get it. That's not right thinking. We all go through a period of time. We get discouraged. We get frustrated. You know, we get kind of like, oh, man. I felt like, you know, we all felt like no matter how hard we tried, we're not going to get there. You know, I wrote some of this down. Um, it, just, it's, it just gets lame. Um, why? Because we don't really understand this, and because we don't understand it, we try to quantify it through reason. And we're like, well, I'm trying to get God to, to we're not trying to get God to do it. God already did it. It's just in a different dimension. Does that make sense? So, we're, we're dimensionally out of focus. If I can get us dimensionally in focus, you're not doing this. You're like, hey, it's right here. I just got to get in faith and grab it. It's here. So this Christian life is not a deal where I'm getting things from God. It's basically I renew my mind 
and learn to release what I've already received because he said everything I did for you is done. I think it's a whole, whole lot easier to release something, right, I've already got than to get something I don't have. Yeah, now you got to understand that now. Now, why am I saying that? Because the promises of God in God's word says you're healed. Says you got the joy. Says you got the victory. Says you got the power. Says you got the provision. Whatever you need, since you know God has already given you the promise, you just got to believe him. But the problem is we don't see it with our mental space, our physical senses, and what do we do? We get a little stuck and we don't believe it's done and it has not become a reality and you don't think you physically have it. So because of it, what do we do? We focus in the wrong place. Okay. If we're confessing the word of God, all right? Confession is a dimension transfer. Uh, I, I'm going to say this now. This is going out. I, I am transferring dimensions more than I am releasing creativity. Now, we've said a lot. Well, confession is creative. Eh, yeah, I like it. But let me just use this window. Just don't get mad. Don't throw this away. We got great teaching. We're not going to argue with it. We're just going to go. Confession is materializing, because that's what faith does, from a different dimension than the dimension that my senses are in. So what am I trying to get you to see? I'm trying to get you to see confession something to make it happen is not really what we're doing. Confession really isn't making anything happen is that's not what's happening. Confession does do this. It takes something that already exists in the spiritual realm and by speaking it, I release it into the physical realm. I'm really not creating it and I'm not making God do something, but I am releasing it from one dimension and bringing it into the dimension of the earth. So if I look at 1 Peter 2.24... First Peter, I'm not creating nothing. He did that 2,000 years ago on a cross. All I'm doing in my confession is creating a reality in my conscious life of something that's in a spiritual realm. That spiritual realm is not light years away. That spiritual realm isn't like planets away. That is the heavenly realm that we cannot see. That's right here. Your life's going to change because let me tell you what's going to happen. Confession is going to bring what's already a reality in the spirit realm into the physical realm. Why? Because God did it 2,000 years ago. It's already provided. Everything you need is already there. But in this physical world where your body and your physical world connect, it doesn't do any good as long as it stays in the other realm. It's done. Now, where is this realm? How in the heaven do I know? It's all around us. How come I can't see it? I don't know. I'm not God and I don't want to know. Okay? All I know is I'm in the physical sense realm. How do I get this spiritual realm to manifest? With the words of my mouth. That is why you have to develop faith in your confession. 
But I think what we're doing is we're clarifying that my confession is per se not creating, but it's releasing from other dimensions into this dimension what God's already done. It's e- that's easier for me than I'm going to speak it. And I know God spoke in the beginning and light was, and we have the same power. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is this, is isn't it all done? Didn't he do it all 2,000 years ago? Isn't healing yours today? Isn't provision yours today? Isn't faith yours today? Isn't victory yours today? Then what am I, am I really creating it? It's finished. Well, where is it? Where, well, all right, Pastor Chris, where's the money? Well, it's not, not in your hand in the earth, but it's in this realm. And if you, if you put a demand on that spiritual realm and start developing faith in your confession to what? release what's already been created because that's how it works. You're going to be what? You're going to be, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. This is revelation knowledge. The only way this can be done is by speaking only the things you desire to come to pass. Don't confess the things you don't desire. But so many times people are, we talk goofy. You cannot talk goofy and get God to manifest greatness. This is what all this faith, faith without works is dead. So start really putting a guard over your mouth. We're going we're gonna to disconnect here and we're talking about, because that's enough. Because you got to now walk this out. Okay, I got it. Recap. What are you saying, Pastor Chris? Ephesians 1.3, Jesus said salvation. Everything's finished. It's just in a different dimension. Well, where is this heavenly realm? It's in the glory. It's all around. Where, where in the heaven is the internet? How do I know? How are you watching this? This is insane. How in the heaven are you watching this on your device right now? Where is the, where are these, how does this work? How do you take an image, put it in a picture, take the picture, put it in this cloud, and I'm going to tell you right here now, this is not a TV station. You understand what I'm saying? This is not like Channel 2 News. This is a cloud-based event. This thing goes to a cloud, wherever it is, cloud, cloud's right here, and they, they, they suck it up, and they uplink it, and they drop it down, and you can watch. I'm watching on my phone at the house, and my phone has got it. Is it all in heaven? No, it's here. What? Airways, frequency. Well, do you see it? Do you see CNN right now? Because it's here. Do you see ESPN? Because it's here. I mean, I can go get a radio dial and, and, and put this in and, and dial it up. If I go on my phone, right, and I start playing music, if I start to go, if I say, oh, I just want to play some music, you know what I mean? I'm just going to play some, you know, I'll, I'm just going to play some music. What, what do you mean? I just go in and just say, sorry, I go in there and I start playing music. Where did this music come from? Where did where this music, if I, I'm not going to do it because you know what I mean, but, you know, if I start, I can it, where, oh, I, I, I can play me. Here, I'll play me. No, seriously, right? You ever think about this? I'll play me. Just, just, for, just, just to show you this, right? I'll just do this. I'll just go in here. Oh, yeah. What, what's, okay, praise God. Let's pray with PC. How's that sound? That sounds great. Let's pray, pray, pray with PC. What's going on? Oh, here we are. Pray with me. Where did this come from? How did how, this... I'm talking about crushing it. I'm talking about. Now listen, man. This is gonna be a little bit. 
How, how's this? How'd that come? Where is this? How'd this? Well, I'm here. I'm there. I'm there. How? Frequency. I know I'm, I'm really pushing this. But what am I saying? Heaven's right here, man. It's right here. If we, what do you think? You ever, when they saw Jesus, Jesus, they, Jesus wasn't in the cloud. He was in the midst of the disciples. When angels showed up, they would freak out. Why? They just, the kingdom of heaven's here. It just, when it manifests and you see it with your natural eye, it freaks you out. Why? Because it's not natural. Your senses don't pick it up. But that doesn't mean it's not real. Learn how to be a dimensional shifter and get this thing to work. Amen? Start practicing those truths. They're going to change your life. I promise you. I'm going to keep talking about it. I think I'm even going to talk about it in uh, August because I think there's some things with confession and creating realities of this you and I need to learn. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these guys. God, I love them. I thank you, God. They're so faithful to watch, so faithful to learn, and they're so hungry for you. Father, I thank you for increasing their revelation knowledge because of the desire that they have to not just not just to seek you and find you, but to learn from you and find out who they are in you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and bless them now. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. We got some announcements for you. I'm going to see you Sunday, 9 and 1030. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.